This podcast is not training or supervision. This is an invitation to delve into these really big topics. When we are talking about clients, please know it is not you. It is a weaving together of stories that come up over and over again. With Edge of the Couch, we are here to create a space to delve into the topics that were either shied away from or dismissed because they were too big, too nuanced, too risky, or too uncomfortable to discuss in school or even supervision. We are two passionate therapists sharing our personal opinions about the therapeutic process. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Edge of the Couch. I am Allison McCleary. I'm Jordan Piquel. And today is our very first bonus mini Q&A. We are answering one question. It is, as therapists, do we become desensitized to such serious issues, e.g. suicide and self-harm? And how do we check in with our own emotions about this? Jordan is going to give her opinion first, and then I'm going to go next. So let's hear it, mm-hmm. Jordan. Mm-hmm. My opinion. Wait, can you ask, ask – is do we become desensitized yes. is the question? Yes. Do we become desensitized? There is a difference between feeling horror by hearing some of the the stories, moving into crisis versus being grounded, going into response mode versus reaction mode. When I was a new counselor, I had this value of listening, listening to stories, trauma stories in their full in what, whichever way clients wanted to tell it, and that would mean basically someone reliving reliving what had happened to them. As I've become more experienced, I've recognized that when clients are retelling stories, especially early on in the therapy process, let's say they're recounting stories in the first or second session before we've established a relationship and grounding tools or or whatever that looks like, you can see and feel in a client's eyes and just the way that they present that they are reliving as if it's happening now, which is not helpful for therapy. And so to me, that's one thing that really fed into feeling horror at client stories. So being a trauma therapist, slowing down, slowing clients down so that, and I just, I tell them this, I don't want you, you know, if you go into the story, then Sometimes you might be reliving it. So we need to make sure that you're here. And I don't actually need to hear all the details of the story in order to believe you, to support you. And it's actually more important for us to to slow down. And how are you feeling right now? Like I will ask them, you know, you you started going into your story. How how you feel? How are you feeling? It's important that we're staying in the feeling place in the here and now of 2021, the age that you are as you're telling the story. When we slow down client stories, in my opinion, in my experience, we aren't as horrified hearing these details as if they're happening. We're not watching the movie like they are um, of their stories, which can also help us. Another piece of it is this idea of empathy, feeling the feelings of our clients, those mirror neurons. As therapists, we need to make sure that we are grounded Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I had to practice and learn in my development as a therapist, because in order to support them, we have to be grounded. Like you don't want you you don't want um, your doctor. Oh, I, I was just diagnosed with cancer and I'm so scared, doc. And he goes, me too. 
Yeah, you don't want your firefighter to be like, this is really scary yeah. while they're running into the building to put yes. out the fire. Yes. Yeah. You want a therapist who has been here before mm-hmm. that you can feel confident in that they are going to keep you grounded. And that's another thing that I say to clients. I am here. My role in going to this trauma story, if this is where we're going, if we've decided to go there, is to slow you down and make sure you're doing okay. Check in. I'm experiencing this and I'm going to help you feel okay in telling this really, really big story. And if we need to stop, we will stop. If we need to slow down, we'll slow down. If you start feeling overwhelmed or numb, let's let's attend to that. And it's not really answering the question of do we get desensitized as much as it's the development of being a therapist and recognizing what other people might see as desensitization is actually being being a better therapist, being more helpful yes. to our clients. I totally agree. I love that we are an anchor for our clients, the present moment that is safe. Early on when I was a practicum student therapist and a, a very young or rather new therapist, I definitely did, felt very sensitive to like any talk of self-injury, any talk of suicide, trauma stuff, very scary. I would feel like panicked and try to stay grounded. And there's something about, yeah, probably if you looked at me now when a client is describing their desire to die, I will look very cool, calm, and collected. It is not because the content of their stuff is not still very serious, and it's not that I don't care. It's because I can hold it without freaking out now. We've got to talk about it. Thank you for telling it to me. But I'm not in that place that I used to go to, which is like, how do I fix it? How do I fix mm-hmm. it right now? This is a this is an emergency. This house is on fire. One is just physiologically, like you're talking about this grounding. That's a that's a thing that you get better at by practicing. Mm-hmm. Like how to remain calm while the client is not calm is not something that I think you perfect as a student. You get good at it by practicing it mm-hmm. a lot of times. And I, so I think there's like this physiological piece of like, okay, my heart rate can get a little elevated. I can be like perking up a little without panic. But there's also this, this cognitive, like for me, a huge reframe that come, came through my years of practice around going – even if this really hard thing is happening for my client right now, like they are suicidal or they are self-injuring or something horrible happened to them, my job is not to alleviate and fix every part of that. Mm-hmm. So that that reframe is huge for me too, that I can sit with a client who's talking about suicide and know what I'm supposed to do and know how to help them, but also know that it's not my sole responsibility to fix everything for them. Or I can hear a client talking about self-injury and I can – talk about harm reduction. I can talk about how to be as safe as possible. I shift the responsibility into like, yes, I care for you. This is a really sacred space. I'm going to stay grounded. And I trust that you are going to take care of yourself in whatever way you need to. Yeah. And maybe that can maybe look like desensitization. So when a client is like, I'm going to, you know, I want to die, da, da, da. And I'm kind of like, whoa, let's come into the moment. Let's stay here that I'm, that I'm not going to problem solving. Mm-hmm. Though I'm also thinking about burnout. Okay. Talk about burnout. Sometimes with desensitization or compassion fatigue, it's about burnout, right? And and not being so depleted. We have nothing else. So we have become hardened to what we're hearing because of overwhelm and shutdown. And that's another thing desensitization might be, especially, you know, gallus humor and things like that. It might be a sign that part of a larger pattern of burnout. So something also to look, look out for. Which speaks to the second part of the question, like how do we check in with our own emotions about this? 
do I feel anything about the fact that my client is talking about dying or talked about this horrible trauma? You saw me last week, Jordan. Um, I'd had a really, really heavy week the week before and I was really in the – I mean, thankfully, when I was with clients, I stayed very grounded. But when I got as soon as I saw Jordan's face last Sunday when we recorded, I was like, oh, <laughs> I've had a really hard week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I Wait, think and that, can I say something about yeah. that? Which is yeah. that when you were telling me that story, I wanted to sob. Oh. And yeah. I didn't because it felt like a moment where you needed to, Ooh. Um, mm. where I needed to hold it for you. So it's like, I could, and maybe you did want me to. Maybe it would have been no, helpful I mean, for me yeah, to I, have yeah. um, cried with you, and that's one way. But it felt like just a moment where you needed the space, which is exactly the experience I had with all of my clients. That had because I just had like, if you had to play a bingo card of big stuff that happened to my clients the previous week, like I would have gotten bingo, and so. And that's what I had had to hold with my clients all week, which is like mm-hmm. all of these really, really big things, and so. It is interesting, right? Like sometimes our client, they need us to hold it together. They need us. Sometimes like we talk about we can cry with the client, but not when they're like in crisis. That's when they need you to be like, it's yes. okay. All right. Yes. This is hard. Yes. <sighs> yeah. It's not always easy. So yeah, having authentic check-ins, debriefing, supervision, honestly asking yourself like, how did I feel when that client was telling me that story? Could I mm-hmm. hold it? Was I dissociating? Was I just like not there anymore because I couldn't hear it? Yeah. And I guess desensitization, I when I think about that word, the idea is that you started, you were sensitized to begin with, uh-huh. right? So this is a question for people who have, who already have a lot of empathy. Sure. Ooh, I'm also yeah. thinking de- desensitization of folks who maybe meet clients at a more cognitive level yeah. where I go, maybe desensitization in that sense, maybe you need to be a little bit more sensitized to your clients. You know, like, I guess I'm wondering what the phenomena of that is, is that, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're somebody who is like me, super sensitive, my empathy is so powerful that it's almost as if, like, I can feel it in my body with the client. Yes. And I think that that can be a superpower, but it can also be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I'm reframing it for this list, this this question asker, which is that desensitization, there are certainly types of desensitization that we need to attend to. And for new therapists, seeing more experienced therapists and seeing them as desensitized, maybe they're burned out, burnt out, which is definitely a thing that happens. Or maybe they are grounded, a grounded therapist who has done their work on, hey, that's their their stuff versus my stuff and we yep. are separate people. Yep. And it's my role to stay grounded and hold the space for the client. Yes. And so to me, that's not desensitization in the same me way. Neither. So yeah. I also just think that like you kind of get desensitized in any job that you're doing. Like this is obviously not a great parallel, but I remember when I first started working at The Gap, I worked at The Gap for five years. I remember you were working there when we met. Yes, yes. Yeah. I worked there for most of my undergrad and one yeah. year of my master's degree. Yeah. So all of my clothes are from The Gap, but that's another story. Is that like – I remember at first I worked, I worked in the West Edmonton Mall, which is like the largest mall in Canada. I don't know if it still is what it was then. I would get like – I would freak out when the store would be like full and full, you know, the, when I first started. And then you kind of get go- – you just get good at the chaos. Like there's something mm-hmm. about like the more you practice something. Uh, I think about ER personnel who work in emergency rooms and, mm-hmm. you know – 
firefighters again to loop back to that like there is something about like when we do something over and over again our body does get kind of better at it and so there's just a natural sensitization but or desensitization I guess but I but you know that's something that clients or non-therapists sometimes say to me is like how do you just listen to those horrible stories over and over again I could never do it it's kind of like well I think temperament like we're naming like what I already the you know the naturally how I was and also just like skill building and getting better at it and practicing Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like any skill. And when clients aren't reliving it, in my in my experience, when clients aren't spilling the story and the details of the story and instead are saying it in this slow paced way yeah. where we're checking in and we're staying grounded and we're doing these slivers of the story, it is less about hearing all these horrifying details, right? Yeah. That I'm not I'm not reliving it with them. So it um, Yeah. Which is huge. Like I can hear those stories all the time it, it when it's coming from a grounded place. And hey, you're an adult now telling me this story. Because well, yes. I work with adults that um, for the most part, the clients that I work with, it's the the trauma is um, they're not in active, active um, trauma, like that they're yeah. not continuing to be abused. That's right. That's mostly the clients that I work with. So. Thank you so much. Is there anything you would want to say before we finish up, Jordan? Thank you for the question. Mm -hmm, It's a good one. It's a really good question. I am curious what people think because I do – I can see multiple ways of looking at this question. So curious about what you think. Please send us an email if you agree, disagreed, if you have another angle to this, and we'll share it on our Instagram stories. Yeah, love to hear from you to know what you think. Well, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at connect at edgeofthecouch.com to tell us what you think, ask a question, or let us know what type of episode you'd love to hear. You can even send us a voice note for us to play in a future episode. You can support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, sharing the show with a friend, or supporting us on Patreon. Join us next time at The Edge of the Couch. Oh, 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 oh,